Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. Welcome to the Happiest Loop Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of our podcast. Um, with the current climate of what's going on outside and everything that's happening, we've decided to start a family Disney podcast, which we have quite a bit of time on our hands. Um, we have three different topics for today and three different sets of couples that will give you their answers. So the first question that we had was, if you had to spend quarantine in one pavilion in Epcot, what would that pavilion be? So, Rick, where would you spend that time? I'm going to Italy. Pizza, pasta, cannolis. That's about, that's all I need. Okay, that sounds good. That's an interesting selection. Sarah Jane, where would you spend your time? I would pick Germany for many reasons, most of all being the food, beer garden. I would also pick it because it has beer. And the caramel shop. So really, I don't need anything else. Okay, so we got one Italy and one Germany. Matt, where would you spend your time? Uh, I would have to pick Mexico. Uh, Mexican food is absolutely my favorite food. You have indoor pavilion. You have an outdoor restaurant. Um, you have a ride in case you get bored. Uh, and then you also have uh, two tequila bars. So, I mean, what, what more do you want than tequila and Mexican food and a ride? All right, we got three different answers, not... Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that there's three. Not what I was expecting to come out of this group. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Dad, where would you spend your time? Well, I'm going to be with Sarah Jane. I'm going to be in Germany. That doesn't surprise me. And for the same thing she said, the food you've got, not only do you have the beer garden, but you also have the walk-up where you can get yourself some pretzels or just a quick brat to go with your, you know, your, your tall beer. And then when you're bored, you got a German, you got a toy store with collectibles and a Christmas shop uh, that also sells my favorite Coca-Cola gummies. And, and, and you know, the final no-brainer for me is the background music as you're walking through there. It's kind of a little bit of my childhood type stuff. And so you've got the music and you can go into Werther's and you can dunk, dunk anything into that caramel and eat it. It'd be fine. Highly <laughs> agree. So two Germanies. Yes. That's leading the way. Mom, where would you spend your time? Um, mine would definitely be France. Ooh. Yes, I do like French food and also the Grey Goose slushy. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, these are very interesting answers. Not what I expected. Yes. I expected a lot more Mexico's, to be very honest. Yeah. Mexico was my runner-up. Um, so mine probably will surprise everybody, and I would spend my time in the Japan Pavilion. Well, there we go. It is a surprise. Um, I said that because it's very zen, and there's a lot of gardens and waterfalls, and you have tepanito, and you have sushi, and you have a sake bar, and you have a, a department store attached to it. Shaved ice. Shaved ice. Yeah. And you are very zen, Amory, so I could see why you would pick that. You know, I'm working on my zen each and every day. There we go. And that's what the quarantine has done for you. I think so. I, I was going to pick Mexico. Yes. But then I started thinking of being in the Mexico Pavilion in the dark for yes. 40 days. 
Yes. I was like, you know, that's just not going to work for me. But you can come out and listen to the mariachi band. It's like yeah. a party all the time. And, and Donald Duck. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I was my runner up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. Donald is Mexican Italian. I don't know. But that would have been my thing. Mm -hmm. Speaking of all this, it's a good segue into there's a lot of talk that buffets will be going away mm -hmm. once they open this up. Do you think that Beer Garden will be around come October? Absolutely. I think it'll be around. From what I read, the initial statements that came from Iger, who I'm very happy decided to take the reins back for, for right now and guide the ship through, um, sounds like they're going to invest the money on the uh, buffets. They, haven't, they don't have it perfected yet, but it'll be, you'll still walk through. Somebody will serve you from behind. So the food will be behind glass. You know, and your plate will come down and they will put so much of whatever it is you ask for on your plate as you go through. I disagree with David. I think all the buffets will be taken away. You hate buffets, that's why. No, I like the buffet <laughs> at Beer Garden. But I, I don't see it happening. I think it's going to lean towards the family style. That they're going to start serving you in big platters on your table. Same food, same premise but it will be, you're not leaving your seat and, and serving yourself. Yeah. But you know what um, Mr. Dave Pavlik said, when you're at the beer garden, it's more than one family at a table. So in order to do the family style, then when you'd have to do it families at each table. So you would have to change the accommodations. There was, um, yeah, I, I think there will definitely be some different accommodations made. Mm -hmm. And here's another question. If they were to go instead of buffet and go to family style, would you spend the same amount of money at the restaurant that you would as a buffet? No, I would not. Well, that's the issue with family style is that you're not getting a taste of everything. They can't possibly bring you a plate of everything that's up at the buffet. So you shouldn't be paying the same amount of money when you may or may not be getting less food because you can't get everything you would normally get at the buffet. <clears throat> Because Beer Garden has particularly a lot of options compared to some of the other buffets. Yeah, I could see them pare down a bunch of those options too and kind of have meat, potatoes, and something so it's not as, as vast of a, a selection too. The other part that's going to be difficult in there is think how busy the waitresses are today just handling beer and drinks. Oh. And, and they have to maneuver all those aisles and up and down those stairs with food as well. It's that I think that's going to be difficult. So I'm, I'm hoping what Iger said. I I hope they follow that path. You know, maybe they all won't be back, but I'm sure I'm sure they're thinking about ones you know, like Beer Garden or Chef Mickey's, where the experience would change pretty dramatically if well, it was something else. If you're talking from a financial standpoint, those buffets are what bring in their money. So I'm right. sure they're going to do anything that they possibly can to get that to. Stay. I just don't know how feasible that is. Yeah, I mean, face it. If they tack another five dollars on it, so they can hire, you know, you know, five more people behind there to, to handle the food. At this point, what's the difference? Because uh, then you're looking at fifty dollar to fifty five dollar buffets with no characters. Right. I don't know. It's a big. It's a big thing, and and people that aren't going to have the money. I don't. I don't know that they're going to sit and look, say, okay, I'm going to spend sixty dollars a meal. Right. We'll see. Yeah. All right, keeping with the quarantine theme of the day, mm -hmm. the next question was, 
if you had to be quarantined at any one of the Disney resorts, and we're specifically talking Walt Disney World here, which Disney resort would you be quarantined at? So Rick, where would you go? Beach and Yacht Club. So you got nine restaurants in there, one of them being Cape May, and then you also have the uh, Beaches and Cream Soda Shop. Yeah, I love that place. So there's plenty, plenty of places to eat. You know, all you really need is a bed after you eat at all those places. So, yeah. arguably the best pool on Disney property. Yeah, never swam in there, but it well, is. Well, can you go to the pool if we're quarantined? Sure. Okay. Six feet away from each other. Perfect. Sure. There we go. Marco. <laughs> okay, Sarah Jane, where would you go? I'm gonna have to be, you know, boring and for nostalgia's sake, pick Old Key West. But I figure they have the biggest rooms, it's the most homey, and it has the gurgling suitcase, it has Olivia's, it has two pools, it has plenty of room, and if I'm going to be quarantined, I want to have space, and space is something that you'll have at Old Key West. It actually has four pools. Mm. Yeah. A big pool and three quiet pools, and three quiet pools. Two small quiet pools, turtle ponds a little bigger, and then you've got the big pool. <laughs> There was only like one or two quiet pools. Wow. Dang. No. Where you know? All right. Well, my, my resort of choice would be the Polynesian. You could see Bay Lake. You have the beach <laughs> there. The pool's right on it. Um, you have Ohana and um, Kona Cafe and that little sushi place, as well as Tambu Lounge and Trader Joe, Trader Sam's. So, I mean, you Trader Joe's. We just went there. <laughs> Trader, yeah, Trader Sam's. <laughs> No so, so you can do like a little bar hop right in uh, right on pro right in the uh, resort. So I think Polynesians have to be my choice. Okay. So once again, three, and, and if you're living, you could stay in one of those bungalows too, right? Because we're just yep. all you know, money's an option. So three different choices. I think that it shows, and, and I preach this all the time, mm -hmm. that Disney is so versatile that there is something for everybody, and everybody mm -hmm. has a different idea of what is ideal for them. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dad. Well, uh, and you know, I was either going to copy one person or another. Uh, my runner up on this one was, was the poly uh, that you have. But my, you know, if I was going to be somewhere for 30 or 45 days, I went along the same path again as Sarah Jane in the fact that it was, I'm going to Old Key West because there's just space. You can, you can rent bikes and ride through there and it, you know, take you quite the time to make it just past all the bus stops themselves and, and to come back around. It's quiet. Uh, it's peaceful. There's basketball courts. There's uh, sand volleyball court. There's plenty of stuff to do where you can be off kind of on your own. You know, and I, it would, you know, I'd probably be tired of Olivia's after 30 days, but quite frankly, <laughs> their, their, their menu is so good. Uh, it's not chowder in 30 days. <laughs> Well, I, I can, that's nine, that's 90 clam chowder, 90 chowders, 30 days, probably. But that, so for me, it would, it would be Olivia's only, I mean, Oki West only because of the fact that you've, you've got so much room once you're in past the gate and stuff like that, you know, you're home. Agreed. Mom. I would do Wilderness Lodge because the last time we were there, or no, the time before, we saw the new vacation club ones, and I was also thinking 
if you were able to move from room to room, there's all different kinds of places that you can stay at. So it doesn't just have to be the same place. So it would be Wilderness Lodge. Very interesting. So we have yeah. two OQS, a yacht and beach, mm -hmm. a poly, mm -hmm. and a Wilderness Lodge. Yes. And I too would pick Wilderness Lodge. There you go. Um, I would pick Wilderness Lodge just because I think it, uh, even ever since I was a kid, it's just, you walk in and I think it is the most homey place to be ever. You have a huge fireplace, you have multiple restaurants, um, you now have the new Geyser Bar, Geyser Point Bar and Grill yes. outside. You have a lake in front of you that you can rent boats. You have a trail that leads you all the way to Fort Wilderness that you can ride your bike on. Um, and that new little area that we went in that's over by the new DVC. Yes. It's like perfect to read a book. And yeah. Yes. I, I, just saw a, I just saw a picture on that there that that construction continues. Yeah, uh, well, they're actually that construction that they're doing over there is for the new, um, I think it's called Reflections. You're testing my knowledge. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Reflections. Yeah. It's a new DVC property that is going into Fort Wilderness. Yep. So that, I, I did see that that has continued. Yes. So oh, it is attached to Fort Wilderness. I didn't know that. It is. Okay, so it's Fort Wilderness's DVC. Correct. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so we ended up with a, a wide variety of things, but yeah. a couple repeats. Yeah. Um, okay, so if anybody knows this family, we live and die around food. So the third question is, in the era of Uber Eats, in the era of DoorDash, if you could have one Disney meal delivered to your house, what would that be? And why? It can be anything on Disney property, any from any restaurant on Disney property. Rick, what would be your choice? I'm going beer garden here. Okay. Float up as much, as much sausage and potatoes as <laughs> possible. Some of the desserts, you know. Wow. Solid choice. Solid you have, would you choose a liter of beer to be delivered to your home? Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course. Maybe, maybe a couple. <laughs> okay, Sarah Jane, where would you choose? This one was a tough one for me because I originally thought beer garden, but then I didn't want to be a copier. So I thought about it more. And I have to go with the pot roast from Primetime. Oh, yes. <laughs> with a shake because it's when we used to go in the summer, it'd be like 100 degrees outside, and I would still get the pot roast and I would still eat it also. It is that good, and that's my choice. What kind of choice? What kind of shake? They have like a peanut butter and jelly shake there. Yep. That's what I was looking for. That's Walt's, that was Walt's favorite. Namo! Matthew, what would you get uh -huh. delivered? Uh, so this was a restaurant that I think we, you guys, and, and even the first few times I went, it was, uh, it was kind of on the band list. And then when we finally got to go to Canada, to La Cellier, oh, right. how delicious the place really was. And we could eat beer cheese soup in the middle of the summer. So yes, you could. I would definitely get some beer cheese soup, some poutine fries, and, and that filet. I mean, that filet with the mushrooms on there is just, you don't even need to chew it. It's just, it's so delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like butter. Butter. That would be my meal of choice. I think that's a good meal. Yeah. All right, Dad, where would you go? Well, it's a restaurant that we missed this last trip, but we normally never miss. We missed something. We were there for two weeks. And something, and for me, the meal that you can still, uh, that my favorite meal there 
and you can order it off the menu, even if it's not on the menu, is that California Grill? Order the teriyaki filet. I knew that's what you were going to say. Uh, with, you know, with some scallop potatoes and a fresh vegetable. Uh, you can start with a dragon roll ahead of time, which, which were great, and the asparagus soup when it's in season. Uh, you, you have that filet that, that's amazing, and then, of course, it's the place I fell in love with, the fairy tale cuvee. Um, and that's, to me, the best bottle of champagne on the planet. I don't, I don't care about what the prices are on different stuff. So that would be my meal at home. Of course, there'd be no, no castle in the background, but, you know, we can pretend. That's a very solid choice. Mm -hmm. Mom, what would you pick? Okay, now for like me, I can't think of the name. The one that's in Coronado. Toledo. 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 I would definitely take. What would you get? What stood out okay, to what, you what meal? about Toledo when you went there? Everything about Toledo. I would eat anything that's on the menu, and their sangria was amazing. It was very Yes, good. so it's very rare. On our last trip, we went, and um, some of us went to Toledo. Some did not go on that night, and... We were told we had to go back, and we visited Toledo twice on our trip last time. Yes. So I think it's definitely worth the 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 look if you haven't been to yet. Yeah. Yes. Um. So my meal, I put a lot of thought into this because there is a lot of Disney food that I like. But my meal that I would get delivered is from Sanaa. I would get the bread service and the butter chicken and paneer tikka with a red wine flight. Mmm, very nice. There, I, I started to think of what is something that I would never make at home. True. And that bread service comes with nine different dips and all the different knives and a lot of ingredients and something that I just wouldn't be able to make on my own at home. So that's what I would think I would get delivered. Runner up for me though was, and this is a good tip as well, if you stay at the Polynesian, you can get room service Ohana and they will give you everything that comes at the Ohana meal. They'll give you the vegetables, the, the noodles, the, all the appetizers, plus all the meats. And I've heard it's a very large portion. So even for wow. two, you can order for one and save some money. But that would be my second, probably. That was my runner-up, too. Ohana was my runner-up. Yeah. I have to admit, I really liked Morimoto. I love Morimoto. Yeah, I probably, that would be kind of my second. But what would you get? Anything. I thought their <laughs> food was really good. Yeah, I do really enjoy it. Okay, so this is kind of off topic, and we didn't put it on the thing, but now that alcohol delivery is legal all of a sudden, what is one cocktail that you are missing while you cannot be at Disney World? Ooh, that's a tough one. Mom, we'll start with you. I have to say, either the white or the red sangria. At Toledo. Yeah. They were both delicious. They were. I had the, or somebody had the seasonal sangria that was there. Yep. Remember, it was like a fall sangria. It was very good. Yes. Yeah, cocktail. Well, I already mentioned the uh, the champagne. That, that's a bottle. Cocktail-wise, it would be the Grand Meunier slush from France. Always a solid choice. Matthew, cocktail. Oh boy, that's this is tough on the spot. But the one one that keeps popping in my mind is the uh, I think it's called <laughs> Violet Sake. Oh, in Japan, it's like a purple drink. It's oh. sweet, but it's not too sweet, mm. uh, and it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. And it's like totally Instagrammable. So oh, it kind of tastes like yes. a Jolly Rancher, and it is bright purple with a flower in it. Mm. Ooh. 
Sarah Jane, what cocktail? Well, I've got to match dad again and say the Grand Marnier slush in France. Solid <laughs> choice. Rick, what's your cocktail of choice? I don't know the name, but it was the one that I got in China. It was peach flavored. Oh, uh, I Kung Fu Punch? Or Cantaloupe? I don't know. I thought it was. I think it was that one. Was it? It was whatever the pe the one with the peach rum and I don't know. It was it was very good. Mm. One thing you we always should know about China is they're very heavy handed on their course. <laughs> they hand, it's pretty much one of the only places you're going to get in Disney where they are hand mixing each drink, and they're not pre made, so they're not rolling around in one of those things. All right, pouring the drinks. So mm -hmm. they're normally one of the strongest drinks on property. Yeah. So for me, I guess I'll be boring, and I just I got to say a turtle crawl. Oh yeah, nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's the good call. I mean, can you, there's nothing, you can't get better than a turtle crawl. That's true. Well, if you had quarantined with me at Old Key West, you could get a turtle crawl, but you Yes, can't. that's true. There you go. Well, after we've all been in quarantine for 14 days, then maybe we can go to each other's quarantines. That's true. Um, so that's all I have for the topics for today, but I mean, there's a, there's a lot that you could discuss of what's going on with Disney right now and what you think the future holds for them? What, what month do we think that they will open back up? July 1. Anyone? July 1. I am saying July 1, too. That's what I, I think. I, would, I was saying June 1 for a while, but I think so many places are hitting the peak after they thought they were going to that they're going to have to push it back another month. What will be really interesting is they let go um, all the college program kids. And the next wave of college program kids does not come in until August. Um, that makes up a lot of their workforce. So, hey, I don't think it'll be till September one. See, they they may not open the entire facility July one. It yeah. may be a phased opening. I, well, that's kind of what I was reading about Shanghai today, and they opened the downtown Disney area of Shanghai and the resorts a couple weeks ago, but in in uh, only a little bit. Um, and then now I, I had sent you guys the article, they're putting like X's on the ground and um, people spacing so that people can't stand too close to each other in line. And a couple weeks ago, it popped up on my Disney experience and I, was, I didn't see it, but all the little Disney sleuths did, um, <laughs> that there was, for every single ride, there was a virtual queue button. So it would be similar to Rise of the Resistance or like Max Pass that's out in Disneyland, you would not actually have a physical line for any, any line. Everything would be a virtual queue. The only thing I wonder about that is, I mean, because the whole reason for Fast Pass is when they started them, were to get more people to go shop when you, know, when you were in between rides and, and eat. If nobody's in line anywhere, boy, it's going to be pretty crowded out in, the, in all the aisles and the street and the pathways. But I think that there's going to be limited people allowed in the park. Uh, oh, I think they have to to, be, to begin with. I think, I think you're right on that. Yeah, so even if, let's say, they put people an X every six feet, what are you going to do when you're on a ride? How are you going to position people on a ride? That's going to be the hardest part of all. It shows when you're sitting right next to somebody. Yeah. Um, there's rumors going around that they're going to be testing temperatures of everybody that is walking in the park. Right. Um, I could see that being a possibility. Yeah. I mean, you get a quick forehead swipe and off yeah, you go. 
How does that work when it's 112 degrees outside, though? I mean, your body's not 112 degrees when it's 112 degrees outside. But it could be a low grade, right? It could be 100 because it's 112 degrees outside. I don't, I don't know. I think that they're in such uncharted territory. Everybody, this whole world is in such yeah. uncharted territory. They don't know what to do. But I also saw on Twitter today that they possibly will only let Florida residents back in hmm. at the beginning. Um, what about all the, the overseas kids that are working in Epcot? So they send them all home? They, yes. Everybody went home. Yeah. I think international travel is going to be banned for a while. Right? Didn't Trump 60 days. Thought, yeah, 60 days. So we won't have the experience of Epcot and, with all well, the people you won't, that work there. You won't have it at all because nobody, they need the staff. Yeah. They can't staff it without them. Epcot wouldn't be the same with this. If, if you look at Facebook for Raglan Road, so many of the, the entertainers are now back in Ireland and they broadcast their music. They do like videos and they show it on Raglan Road's Facebook. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Neat. So it's going to be a combination. It's going to be, will they be able to come back here? And then, as you said, the international travel is going to be hard to bring them back. Right. You know, and, and, and maybe for the sake of everything going on. Maybe Epcot doesn't reopen at the same time as everywhere else with all the construction going on. Yeah, maybe they just keep it closed, right? Maybe you quadruple your efforts in there on the, on the construction because you don't have any guests in there you know, for God, even a quarter. I don't hate that's that what, idea. That's, that's a really would, good idea. That's what I would hope that they would do, actually, yeah. because they're going to be so far behind on construction now. They're wanting to hit these deadlines for the 50th anniversary next year. If they don't keep Epcot closed, you're not going to hit those deadlines. And then, then what? You have all this money and all this planning, and I'm sure all this merchandise that's already gone into the 50th anniversary next year, you've you got to hit it. Right. Yeah, but what Dad brought up again, which I think is another good point, if I'm coming from somewhere else, not domestically here, but from somewhere else, am I, only, am I going to go to Disney World that only has two parks open? No. No. And, but that might be that might be okay for a while. Correct. And now I, I'm not the I'm not the the financial guys at Disney. They're they're, they're probably having a stroke as people say that. But um, I mean that's very true. They're not going to come for two parks. I mean the good the good news with Disney at this point in time was that Disney Plus was such a huge success yeah. that there at least there's some cash flow because. I mean, the only thing probably in worse shape than the, than the theme parks are going to be is going to be cruise lights. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a new boat coming in August. I mean, it's too, way too late to stop that at this point. And, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything's probably on there but the decorations. So I don't know who's going to be taking cruises the rest of this year. I, my, my guess is they'll be amazingly cheap. Well, <laughs> I follow a lot of people on Twitter and there was a, a poll that was just out and it said, how do you feel about Disney cruises? I'll go as soon as they open. I'm done with cruising for now, or I'll think about it. And there was seven, like 700 votes on it. And the majority was I'll go as soon as they open. Wow. I think that I, I, I don't, bold. it's very bold and that's not <laughs> what I chose, so. no. but I think that people would take the risk if, especially Florida residents, if the price was right, yeah. So we'll see. I can see that. I'd, buy, I'd, I'd much sooner go to the parks, walk around there, go eat at a restaurant, stay at a resort, than I would get on a boat. That's for sure. Yeah. 
And I mean, right now, like you said, we're in uncharted land. I saw a thing in the news yesterday where I think it was 20, uh, 20 points higher. People who will not get on a plane right now um, and for the rest of the year, it was 20, uh, 20 points higher than it was the day after 9 11. You know, which, really? I think is, which I think is kind of crazy because I keep seeing all these pictures everywhere. The airports are empty. The planes are empty. So why not get on the plane? There's nobody on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think they're picturing there would be people on it, you know, you know type thing. I mean, but, but there's not. I'm seeing pictures of Orlando MCO, and there is nobody there. And well, there's the problem with planes, though. People have been getting sick on planes, really, since I... When I used to fly way back in the day for work and all the time. I'm convinced I get sick every time I go on the plane. Yeah, the air, you know, the air just recirculates. I mean, that was like the days when they 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 <laughs> allowing you to smoke on a plane, mm-hmm. but or, or they or they restricted the rows. So the three rows in front of you could be smoking, and and uh, you and the next one weren't. And the three rows behind were like the smoke wasn't coming to where you were sitting. Yeah. I think if you're going to do it, you're going to have to wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would think. It'd probably have to be an N95 mask. It wouldn't be just right. a dust mask. But you know, the Asian countries have been wearing masks for years. I don't oh, know why we don't. They yeah, all. Do. You figure they did it for, the, I think the main reason they started was when all the steel jobs and stuff like that moved over there. If you look at the air pollution in some of those cities, it was like that here. In the, I mean, you guys are way too young to, to remember, but in the 70s and 80s, sometimes you could be downtown in Chicago, and you taste the air, literally. It was like a metallic taste in the air, and they have all these, you know, it's a, a level three warning, a level four warning. If you have asthma, stay home. And But all the jobs and the factories that create that pollution went to China and some of the third world countries. So they have those masks because they wear them on a daily basis that we probably should have been doing back in the 70s, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. So Rick and Sarah Jane, you're the youngest here. Let's say June 5th hits and you're, both of your work is like, we're giving you two weeks off work to do whatever you want. And there is amazing deals to go to Disney and you can get flights for 50 bucks a piece. Would you go? Yes. I would not. <laughs> we also work in two very different fields. I work in healthcare. For me, it's not worth the risk of maybe or maybe not getting something and bringing it back and exposing hundreds or thousands of people that I'd be seeing. So for me, it wouldn't, June 5th, it wouldn't be worth the risk. Later on, maybe the fall or the winter, things have calmed down. Yeah. But June 5th, no. I'm wearing gloves and a mask and I'm going. Rick's on that plane. <laughs> he's, not, he's leaving me behind. And what about you, Amory and Matt? Um, no, I wouldn't go. I probably would go. <laughs> well, there we are. We got those 41 points sitting out there. So that, that, that are, you know, I don't know what they're going to do about them and stuff like that. And yeah, Marie and Rick could go. <laughs> so. The whole thing, we even just here for the first couple weeks, it's, I don't know that it's calming down, but maybe I'm getting more comfortable with the situation. But having gloves on and a mask on and going into a grocery store or Benny's or wherever, uh, it's just not an enjoyable experience. You know, you're nervous the whole time and you get in your car, you take your gloves off, you have to do the sanitizer and you still don't know, did I do enough? So it right. the whole time you're going to be around people, you're going to be on a plane, you're going to be in a bus, you're going to be wherever in a line. I, I just don't think it would be a super enjoyable experience to be there even if 
you know, we took all the precautions you possibly but could. But let's, not let's, be let's ask this question. This is not going away. Yeah. So are you never going to return to sporting events? Are you never going to return to going to Disney World because of these things? Because this is not going away anytime soon. So I don't know. That begs a very big question. I think that this is going to be part of life. And I think you are going to have to get fitted for a mask. And I think it's just going to be part of your life. When you go into a group where there's a lot of people, you are going to wear a mask. Now, not necessarily the gloves, but I think from here on in, I think a mask is going to be what it's going to be about. Until they come up with a vaccine, right? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you look at 18 months on that. I mean, let's face it, of the group here, I'm the, uh, I'm the, I'm the one that's in the uh, at-risk group right now, today. Uh, and so that I wouldn't go in June. But if it was November, December, and things have calmed down a lot, and Disney had what I thought were good procedures in place, or the best thing you, know, you can do, then I'd probably go with a mask and gloves. I mean, it would take away from the experience. There's no question about it. But I would rather have that experience than not have it at all. Yeah, I just, I just yeah. worry, like, this isn't going to go away. <laughs> so when are these experiences going to return? And, and will they ever? Right. It'll be different. It's not going to be the same. Well, no. where it's going to be close to, and um, I, I did some work earlier, and we'll talk about it in another, another setting was to do some research on the Spanish flu in 1918. Uh, it lasted almost two years. And it was, you know, it affected a quarter of the people in, in, on the planet and, and, you know, killed way more people than, than this has right now. But a lot of the recovery was the same. Is it, Basically, we're following the same guidelines they followed 100 years ago. And, and so should they, it's, it's very interesting stuff if you read it and, you know, I, I'm going to have it for some content stuff later on, but it couldn't be much new guidelines. It's stay away from people. I mean, that's you yeah. can't come up with something new. It it, it is what it is. It's you yeah. can't be around pe groups of people. And but the problem is, they don't know if you've got it. If you've had it, they don't know if you're you're immune. They don't know if you're going to get it again. And they're not going to know that for nope, nope. I mean, I'd love to know. If that was something that uh, that I had in January, am I immune now? Because I would approach things not recklessly by any stretch, but with less trepidation. Yeah. Well, we were all exposed then. We were all exposed. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> you were all there. Yeah, in very close quarters for, oh, I mean, what, three or four days you were sick? Really, and really before that, you probably had, whatever you had, you had for days before that. Yeah, it was the last two, the last two days is when I was really. Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But yeah, you so had it before you were that sick. The issue with the masks, Disney is all about security. The masks are going to be an issue for security. You can't fully see someone's face. You have no idea, like, you can't see, you can't see their full face. So for Disney, I think that would, and really anywhere, that would is going to vote an issue. Well, that's true. unless somebody designs a clear mask, even then, I feel like you won't. You unless you have retinal scanning or something, you're not going to know who anybody is. You can't. If let's say they have a mask and they have a hoodie, you're not seeing anything on them, so you can't identify anybody. 
I can tell you they're probably going to take away the finger scanning when you're getting into a park or a fast pass. It's just going to be your magic your band, band, no longer a fingerprint. I would yeah. assume. So they had started doing that right before they closed the parks. They turned off all the finger scanners because so people weren't touching them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your temperature thing may be a walkthrough like they have in some of the airports overseas. Yeah. But then I told Dad, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to have the tickets after where people get scanned for the temperature. You can't have somebody spend $100, $200 to go into the park. You get them, they say, you have a temperature, you can't come in. Well, you take them. That's why, that's why I think everything's sure. going to be different because right now you have to buy your tickets at least 30 to 60 days in advance to get fast passes. I don't think it's going to work like that. I think it's going to be you get your tickets when you get there, you've been allowed entry to the gate, and you guys haven't been to Disneyland recently, but in Disneyland they have what's called Max Pass, and you once you walk through the gate, you can start signing up for Fast Passes for the day. So there, you can't do them anything until you walk through the gate for the day. And once you use a Fast Pass, like let's say we immediately got a Haunted Mansion, we use the Haunted Mansion, while we're in line at the Haunted Mansion, we can be signing up for another Fast Pass. For well, the that would then you then once you get through that checkout <laughs> temperature, then you purchase your ticket and everything else. Correct. Yeah. Oh well, you know what? That that's pretty interesting that it's already set up. It'd probably be just another way to like the way they do bag checks too. So mm -hmm. it's just another stop. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, right now even the garbage man won't pick up anything that's not in the garbage can. If you leave something out, even a garbage bag next to your garbage can right now, they will they will leave it. They won't take it because they're not picking anything up. They're only using the truck to. Oh yeah. Things. Yeah. So you're thinking about these security guys digging through everybody's stuff, and I, I don't right. Know. I don't know. There's a lot. And it makes you think too, with like <clears throat> just like the food vendors, you know, like the popcorn guy. Are you gonna allow the popcorn guy to scoop up popcorn and put it in a thing and give it to you? No, it's going to be all prepackaged. Yeah, yeah, none of it's going to be on the spot anymore. It's all going to be yeah, somebody, somebody behind the seats picked it up and scooped it in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I know, but I, I still think that's how it's going to be. Well, though, my guess, my take would be they'd have gloves and masks. Huh? I don't know. I don't know that Disney is going to open with, with workers with gloves and masks. It's not their... No, it's, it's a different look. It's not, yeah. I don't know. I think that they would open... And just try to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible. So yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I don't know if any if they would take any extra precautions once you're inside the park like that. Just yeah, I don't mean, let's face it, you can't. Uh, uh, the thing that keeps in my mind is Space Mountain. Okay, we're all jammed into Space Mountain. There's no way they're going to let all those people be on top of each other in Space Mountain, and they're not going to be cleaning those bars off before the next person gets on the ride. No, no lines will be crazy. No, those. They'll probably also stop telling everybody to fill in as much available space as possible in front of Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but those parks are predicated on the fact that they can that all of these rides handle a certain number of people per hour. Yeah. You know, there are, there are rides that eat, you know, people, if you will, so to speak, and rides that like Dumbo that takes forever to get on the mm -hmm. ride because there's you know there's twelve cars and there's twenty four people that get on every every time around. That's it. Um, if you know, if they let the same number of people in, and they space everybody at six foot, or they space you on your on the ride cars, 
some of these weights are going to be astronomical. Yeah, but like Amory said, they're going to reduce how many people <coughs> go in, period. Well, they have to, you know, but, period. but again, they need X number of dollars to run the park. Well, that's, I, you know, yeah. what can you say? What is the limit going to be? I think you'll see phase opening. So I think you'll only see certain resorts open at the beginning. They're not going to open all 20 resorts. Right. No, I think you'll have probably one Epcot resort, one Magic Kingdom, one Animal Kingdom Lodge type resort that opens. And, and maybe there is certain tickets that you buy that there's only so many Animal Kingdom tickets for the day. And if you get to go to Animal Kingdom, good luck. And if not, you're out of luck. Like, well, I think that's the only way you can do it. Right? Well, and the other part they have to worry about, quite frankly, at that point is what kind of backlash do you get from your 250000 uh, family vacation club members right. who have already basically bought their entertainment, if you will, and now can't do a lot of things. And I, and um, yeah. Florida annual pass holders. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting. It's kind of scary. Well, if it's also luck of the draw, whether or not you get into the park, people are not going to be flying from once international travels open. I agree. Aren't going to be flying from all around the world to come to Disney World if you may or may not get into the park. Yeah. You don't to do it. They'll go to Hawaii and they'll go to the beaches. Mm -hmm. Yes. I also don't think Disney should open with the masks and gloves. Just speaking from even when like we go to the store and we're wearing our, our masks and everyone's wearing masks, it's a very uncomfortable, ominous feeling. You don't want to go to Disney World, pay all that money to feel uncomfortable and to feel like something's wrong. I don't wear gloves and masks. You go to get lost will. and forget about reality. Yeah. So, yeah That's the whole allure of going there is to forget about reality. And when you walk in and nobody's waving at you with a Mickey hand, they have gloves and a mask on. It's a little different. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so the, true. The next, the next 18 months are going to be very, very hard. Yes. Uh, I mean, it will... This virus will run its course. It doesn't say there isn't another one right behind it. Or you know, it mutates and it's the same virus over and over again. Yes. I mean, H1N1 still around, but it's not the, the impact it was the first time. But, uh, I, again, read on some of the things. I mean, I, again, being older, when I was young, between German measles and um, polio and everything else, it, the kind of the world I entered in is where we're heading back in right now. Is it forever? I hope not. You know, but it's it's certainly tomorrow and it's certainly 90 days from now and it's certainly six months from now. Yes, agreed. Well, I think that was a good roundabout for our first podcast. I agree. Does anybody have any closing statements? Good luck, Disney. <laughs> I, let's put it this way. I've read what they're doing, going to do movie-wise and stuff like that. I mean, they, they already have some plans. If there's a management team that can handle this anywhere, it'll be theirs. I agree. 100%. Well, good. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. You're welcome. See you again next week. Every choice we make.